Welcome to Alger Assembly of God, and welcome to Christmas. It is Christmas Sunday, and so I've got a question for you. Need, need some participation here. How many of you have already opened some Christmas presents? You've already opened some. Could have been early this morning. Could have been uh, last night. So you've already opened some Christmas presents, okay? Maybe you've still got a little bit more to do, uh, gathering together. How uh, about... Christmas oftentimes is about gifts and presents. Hopefully you have uh, received some. Certainly we're thankful for Jesus Christ, the greatest gift, and yet we also love to give and to receive. Let me take just a a moment and uh, we'll take you back through some memory lane. Hopefully we'll touch on a little something for everybody. These are some of the most popular gifts from past decades, all right? Most popular best-selling gifts from some of the past decades. So let's, uh, let's start out with the 1950s. In the 1950s, some of the most popular best-selling gifts of the 50s were the Mr. Potato Head, the original Barbie doll, Play-Doh, and Hula Hoops. So those are some of the best gifts from the 1950s. Fast forward a decade to the 60s. That's when we were introduced to Etch-A-Sketch, Easy Bake Ovens, and G.I. Joe's. Again, many of these are still in use, ever popular today, but that is when they were introduced. Very, very popular in the 60s. Move to the 70s. Some of the best-selling, most uh, popular gifts of the 70s were Nerf Balls, the Simon electronic memory game with the, the four colors and you got to hit them in the right orders. Or how about Star Wars figurines came towards the end of the 70s, the first Star Wars movie. Moving into the 80s, I was born in the 70s and so I had quite a few Christmases there in the 80s. 1980s, some of the big gifts were Rubik's Cube, Cabbage Patch Kids, Transformers, Care Bears, and Nintendo System. Moving into the 1990s, some of the hottest toys, best-selling gifts of the 90s, Furbies, Beanie Babies, Tickle Me Elmo, Game Boys, and Tamagotchis. You know, the the crazy little things that were on a keychain and you had a little something living, you had to keep it alive and you had to keep feeding it and letting it sleep. Uh, Yes, the little Tamagotchis. Moving into the 2000s. Some of the best-selling gifts of the 2000s were Razor Scooters, Bratz Dolls, Zuzu Pets, iPods, Nintendo Wiis. And then into some of these uh, last number of years in the last decade, Frozen toys. Anything associated with Frozen. You had Frozen, Frozen 2, Anna, Elsa, Olaf, all of, the, all of those items. Kindles, iPads. AirPods, cell phones. So a a shift definitely in these later decades towards lots and lots of electronics. Now the hope is that every gift that is given is promised to be a hit. Wouldn't you love it if every single gift you gave, they opened it up and they were just reacted with wide-eyed wonder and enthusiasm. I can't believe it. I have always wanted one of these. Can you believe if they did that with every single gift? Yes, Autumn Autumn did that to one of her gifts when she was little. She was so excited, and then she followed it up with, what is it? 
But we, we want that kind of uh, gift-giving item that when we give a gift, people open it and are so, so thankful, so appreciative. It is everything that was promised and then some. Well, that's what we've been looking at these last number of weeks here in December. The title of the message series has been promised. So we've looked at promises or prophecies in the Old Testament that have then been fulfilled in Jesus Christ in the New Testament. So uh, just a, a brief reminder of the last several weeks. Here's a handful of scriptures we've looked at. Genesis 3.15, God spoke about the seed of the woman. From the very beginning, Adam and Eve, as God spoke to the serpent, he said, hey, listen, there's going to be enmity, strife between your seed or descendants and the seed of the woman. Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah prophesied, that the virgin would give birth to a son. A couple chapters later, as we mentioned, Isaiah 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, 6, we, we looked at it and said that unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. We also looked at Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Micah prophesied that a ruler would come from Bethlehem. So we've studied a number of different scriptures, Old Testament. We saw how Jesus has fulfilled them in the New Testament. We're going to look at one more scripture passage, one more Christmas passage, not actually from the Old Testament, but a Christmas passage from the New Testament from Paul. I'm going to invite you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 4, a couple of verses of scripture. Galatians chapter 4, New Testament book, verses 4 and 5. This is Paul's version, if you would, of the Christmas story. And here's how he writes. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, Paul writes, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. We'll get back to that in just a moment. But in this series, just a reminder, a handful of some of the big ideas that we've sought to explore and unpack. We've said that you and I can believe God's promises. When God makes a promise, he is faithful to fulfill it. We've said that we can receive God's provision. Uh, there are many different things that you and I need in our life, from pr provision of protection and uh, direction and guidance and, and peace and all kinds of things in our life. We can receive His provision. Last week, uh, and we were also talking about understanding God's power. The fact that God is able to bring a child from a virgin through the power of the Holy Spirit, His promises, His power, and His provision. So today it is Christmas Sunday. If you're watching or listening online, you'll be catching this later than Christmas. But today it is Christmas Sunday. I want to encourage you to trust God's plan. How many of you are planning people? You are planning people, calendar people, to-do list people, mark it down. Understand you can trust the plan of God. Here's why. Trust God's plan because God gives the right gift at the right time for the right reason. We're going to unpack that here in just a few moments. God gives the right gift at the right time for the right reason. First of all, I want you to understand that God gives the right gift. It's a big part of Christmas is the gift giving and gift receiving. And sometimes it can be a challenge to get the right gift, right? 
Now, sometimes it's a little easy if you get a Christmas wish list from someone. You can kind of go down the list and, and maybe you find some things that you'd like to get. Maybe you find some other things as well that you'd like to give, but, but that helps you to give an idea. But isn't it a little bit of a challenge when you're doing some gift giving? You're wondering, will they like what I got? I mean, is it the right size? Is it the right color? Is it the right this? Is it the right that? And then when you're not sure what to do, then you think, well, what about a, a gift card? Well, is it a gift card to a place that they shop at or eat at? All these questions we're wondering, do we have the right gift? Now, maybe we covered some of your gifts that you've received in these past decades as we reminisced a little bit from the 50s and beyond. A couple of mine that stick out, and, and yes, they were from the, the decade of the 80s, but in the early 80s, I received an Atari 5200. Now, the, the first big Atari was the 2600. This was a 5200. It had a few more buttons and, and a bunch of more gadgets. And so that was my first video game system and had that for a number of years. And then later in the 80s, as we explore, the original Nintendo was super, super popular with Super Mario Brothers. Remember some of that? Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. And I received a Super Nintendo. In fact... That was from somewhere in the mid to late 80s. I still have it. I've, I've brought it out through youth ministry. Uh, we brought the Duck Hunt game, uh, the, uh, the Olympics, we brought them out. In fact, uh, for a Father's Day, if you remember, it's been a number of years, we did a Father's Day Duck Hunt. We brought it out on the TV screen. So, so those were a couple of the gifts, and, and I loved those gifts. Of course, there's a whole bunch of other ones that I've gotten and received, but you know the challenge of getting the right gift, hopefully something that somebody would enjoy. Well, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it said, God sent his son. You want to talk about someone who knows how to give the right gift, that's God, who gave the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. It was a gift, not just for a handful. I mean, there's, there's some gifts, you know, uh, the, the gifting of little toys that aren't maybe the greatest for adults, gifting of some uh, video game systems that maybe are not for everyone. God gave the gift of his son, Jesus. The gift was for everyone. Remember from the Christmas story, Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 8, we read this. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. It says, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Good news of great joy for all the people. That sounds like a winning combination for a gift. That's what God does. God gives great gifts, perfect gifts. And what was that gift? Verse 11, the angel said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. God gives great gifts, perfect gift, his son, Jesus Christ. Most familiar, most well-known verse in all of Scripture in the Bible is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he 
gave. What did he give? What was the gift? He gave money. He gave a gift card. He gave a Nintendo. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, his one and only son, Jesus Christ. God gives good gifts, the right gift, the perfect gift for you and for me. And in Galatians, Paul says, he sent his son born of a woman. This is the miracle of what we would call the incarnation. It's God becoming flesh. And it's a, it's a mystery. It's a miracle for us. We don't understand how he can be fully God and yet fully man. Because sometimes we have a hard enough time being human. He was fully God and fully man. As Scripture recounts, he was not conceived by human means, through a human father, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember what the angel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Luke 1, 35. Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes, but he was wrapped in flesh. God and man. Paul's referring to his humanity, fully God, yet fully man. Fully God, he's, he's able to be that complete and perfect sacrifice for our sins, and yet fully man, able to know and understand what you and I face. He's the perfect gift. God gives the right gift. It's a great reminder here at Christmas. But it's not just that God gives the right gift. We can trust his plan because God gives the right gift at the right time. Now, for Christmas, it's, well, it's pretty easy. What is the time to give a Christmas gift? Christmas, sort of. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or maybe some of you got together with family members a week ago or a couple weeks ago or a month ago. Whenever you get together, it's a great time to give a gift. When's a great time for a birthday gift? Around someone's birthday. When's a great time for an anniversary gift? Around an anniversary. But here, God gives the right gift, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. He gives the right gift at the right time. Galatians 4, verse 4 again, it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son. When the right time came, there was a whole bunch of time, a whole lot of years that things were going on, and people were wondering, is this gift, this Messiah, that so many prophecies of the Old Testament, God was speaking to prophets, and we shared several of those prophecies. They'd heard about this Messiah. They'd heard about this Savior. They've heard about someone who was to come and save and deliver, and yet nothing was happening. Maybe you feel like that in your life. It feels like nothing's happening. And you're wondering, when's the right time? Well, in Greek here, New Testament written in Greek, they've got a couple different words used for time. One is kairos, talking about the opportunity, kind of an accident. Something just pops up. And then there's chronos, where we would get chronology or sequence of events. That's the word that's used here. In other words, when the right time, when the right sequence of events, when things were in their exact 
proper order, God orchestrated and sent his son, Jesus, when the time was just right. Now, many different scholars and commentators would look at this and say, well, why was it perhaps the right time? It was the right time spiritually at this point in that the Jews had built synagogues, The Old Testament was written, and so many of the prophets had prophesied about this coming Messiah. And so God's people had heard, they had read, they were looking forward to this Messiah. They hadn't seen anything or anyone yet, but the time was right spiritually. In fact, as we've mentioned, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, there's this gap, this period of about 400 years when it seemed like nothing was happening. No, uh, no words from the Lord were being sent to prophets. There wasn't anything being written down or communicated. So from the Old Testament books to the New Testament books, 400 years. That's a long time to wait. You and I, we get a little impatient waiting a few seconds at a red light. Uh, if we're being honest. You and I get a little impatient staring for three minutes and watching a, a bag of popcorn pop. We get a little frustrated waiting in a drive-thru line. Can you imagine waiting 400 years? I mean, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. We wouldn't last that long. But can you imagine having promises about a Messiah, about a Savior, about somebody to come, and you're talking about them with your family, with your kids, and you're passing on these messages from the Old Testament prophets, and you don't see them in your lifetime, but you pass them down to your kids. And your kids don't see them in their lifetime, but they pass them down to their kids. And all of these messages, all of these things are being passed down hundreds of years, and it seems like nothing is happening. And yet, in the midst of this spiritual void, people were hungry and looking for answers. There is a spiritual hunger, and they were ready. Right time spiritually. There's a right time culturally. Greek was the universal language and culture. About anywhere you go, people would read, understand, speak, and communicate in Greek. And by the 3rd century B.C., Hebrew scriptures of the Old Testament were then being translated into Greek so that people could read and learn and understand. And the stage was set then for the preaching of the gospel. People would be able to hear and communicate what was from the Old Testament. The Hebrew put into Greek, that version was called the Septuagint. And so spiritually it's the right time. Culturally it's the right time. Politically, you might have heard in in school about the Pax Romana, Roman peace. Time of economic and political stability with the, the kingdom of Rome, the Roman Empire. They'd conquered so many around them. In fact, they built many roads to link their empire together. And so early Christians would then be able to travel freely on these roads. Some of those roads still in use today. Incredible. We, we've got potholes in you know, the, the next year. Some of these Roman roads are, are still doing very well. Spiritually, culturally, politically, it was the right time. It was God's time. Probably, you know... God's time is not always our time. Because what's our time? Our time's right now. Our time, in fact, was yesterday. Because we get a little impatient. We want things how we want it, when we want it, 
the way we want it. And so when we wait, it's a challenge and it's a struggle. And so when we talk about God's timing, it's just the right time, we will look and say, boy, you're late, God. Nothing's been happening for years, hundreds of years. And God's saying, it's just the right time. He might not be early. He might not be late. He's right on time. He gives the right gift at the right time. We can trust his plan. Now, sometimes we bring that frustration or that irritation or that impatience into a relationship with God. We want prayers answered, and we want them answered now. We want God to do what we want him to do, and we want him to do it now. I mean, I prayed yesterday about this, God. Well, why is it not answered? It's, it's, you know, we want everything with the snap of our fingers. Sometimes we bring that into relationship with God. And the challenge is when we don't see God moving, we try to step in and help God out. We try to, well, let me just do this, God. Since you don't seem to be doing anything, I'm going to step in. I'm going to help you out. And sometimes the, the challenge and the trouble is we make a mess of things when we try to do it ourselves. God sent his son Jesus at just the right time. It was his time. God gives the right and the perfect gift of his son Jesus at the right time. He delivers what he's promised. You can count on that. We've looked at quite a few promises and prophecies of the Old Testament fulfilled in Scripture in Jesus Christ. There's so many more prophecies and promises given about Jesus that were fulfilled in him. Well over 300 and so the encouragement is what God says he will bring to pass. We can trust him. He's going to bring those promises to pass. And if God can do that through his son, Jesus Christ, giving his son for the world, God can follow through on his promises for you and for me as well. He's able to work in our hearts and in our lives at just the right time. It's his time. We've got to trust his plan, trust his timing. Whatever that situation might be, whatever it is that you're wrestling with or struggling through, you can trust him because he gives the right gift, his son Jesus, at exactly the right time. And finally, he gives the right gift at the right time for the right reason. You ever received a gift from someone and you're like, I wonder what they're doing. Like maybe it was somebody at work or somebody at school and maybe they felt obligated to get you something. Maybe you had gotten them something. Maybe it's one of those, uh, you know, gift exchange or something. And you got a gift and it was kind of awkward because you weren't really sure if they were giving with the right heart and the right attitude, the right reason. Or maybe you've given one like that. You know, you felt obligated to, or you felt guilted into giving a gift. At times in our lives, maybe that's happened. What's the reason behind giving a gift? God not only gives the right or most perfect gift in his son, Jesus Christ. He not only gave him at the right time, he did so and does so for the right reason. Galatians chapter 4, verse 5, why did he give Jesus it says, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. God sent Jesus to redeem us, 
to rescue us. Now, we're all looking around. We're saying, well, I'm not in a hole. I'm not in a pit. I'm not, you know, floating around in the ocean. What's, what's the need for rescue? The Word of God, it says that we have all sinned. We've all fallen short of what God desires in our life. We've messed up. We need redeeming. We need rescuing. The bad news is we can't rescue ourselves. So he gave his son Jesus to be that rescue, to redeem us. It means to purchase or to buy back, to buy one's freedom back. We were slaves to sin. No way to make the payment for ourselves. You and I can't do enough good things to earn our salvation. We can't pull our our wallet or our pocketbook out and, and write a check big enough to pay for our salvation. Not even Elon Musk. None of the world's richest individuals, no matter how many billions and billions they have, can pay the price that was needed for forgiveness, for salvation. We can't pay it. We can't do enough to earn it. And guess what? When you take a look at our lives, we don't deserve it. That's why it is a gift. The gift of grace. The gift of His love that He gave Jesus Christ for you. He gave Jesus Christ for me. At just the right time, He sent Jesus Christ to this earth that He might be born as a baby Ultimately, he would live, he would teach, he would do miracles, but ultimately to die upon the cross and to pay the price for your sins and for my sins. He came to redeem, he came to rescue, to pay the price for our sins. He gave the right gift at the right time for the right reason. And it's not just to redeem. It's not just to rescue. It's also to adopt us. See, when we came to Jesus Christ, he placed us into the family of God. As a Christian, as a believer, we are adopted into his family. You can hold your head high knowing who your heavenly Father is. The right gift, Jesus. The right time, His time. The right reason or purpose to redeem, to rescue, to welcome us into His family. See, the promise is this. Jesus Christ can set us free from whatever holds us captive. Sin does that. Bible says we've all sinned and whatever that sin is can hold us captive. The good news is Jesus Christ can cleanse. Jesus Christ can forgive. Jesus can give a brand new start. You can trust his plan. At times, it might seem like things are not working. It might seem like things are silent or quiet or nothing is happening. But God is working behind the scenes. You and I can trust him. Because he's a God who gives good gifts, the right gifts, his son Jesus Christ, at the right time for the right reason. 
Trust his timing. Trust in his plan. Trust that he's got that eternal purpose for you and I to live and to serve him. Trust his plan. Because God gives the right gift, Jesus, at exactly the right time for the right reason to rescue and to redeem.